Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and this is our full moon forecast. We have a full moon coming up on November 30th, so it's a little over a week. I usually like to publish these a week out. Um, Sometimes it's a little bit longer, but the cycle that we're in is so powerful. So talking about it in advance, having a heads up, is in my opinion, a wise decision. So we're going to be talking about the full moon and of course, other astrological ongoings. But before we get started, I do want to remind you all, I use the Vedic sidereal zodiac system. So I use the Vedic system. I use the sidereal zodiac. If you are a Western astrologer or you use the tropical zodiac, these signs are not going to be correct. So I just want to give you a heads up on that before we get started together. So Again, we have our full moon coming up on November 30th, which we're going to spend extensive time talking about, but just going a little bit back in time on November 16th, Venus moved into the sign of Libra and the sun moved into the sign of Scorpio. And so the sun and Venus stay in a sign for about a month, unless of course Venus is retrograding, then Venus will stay in a sign of course longer. But typically, Venus will stay in a sign for a month. The sun will stay in a sign for a month. And so for a month, Venus was in the sign of Virgo. And when Venus is in Virgo, Venus is this beautiful, idealistic planet that loves romance and loves to dream and write poetry. When it comes into the sign of Virgo, who is very practical and systematic and organized and calculating, it's technically debilitated. So for the past month, Venus has been feeling strain. It felt criticized. It was under pressure. Similarly, the sun is our ego. It loves to shine. It loves to get recognition. It loves to go out into the world and create a self of its own. When it comes into the sign of Libra, who's all about the other and negotiating and sharing power, (laughs) the sun is technically debilitated. So for the past month, we had two planets in their debilitation point, bringing strain to people. It's been really difficult. I think that interpersonal relationships have been kind of a struggle for people. The overall vitality and people feeling optimistic and really in touch with themselves, I think had also been strained. At least that's what I saw when I looked around me. So this is how you start studying astrology, right? You follow the planets and you take note of what you see around you. So perhaps you've seen something else, but just think for the past month, kind of how people had been acting, what kind of actions they were taking, how they were feeling, what they were talking about. So on November 16th, Venus moved into the sign of Libra, and this is a Mula Tracone point. Venus loves being in Libra. It's like the opposite. So it, you know, Libra is all about the other. It's beautiful. It loves to decorate. It is all about love and all about finding balance with another person or another thing. And so when Venus moves into the sign, it feels very comfortable. It feels at home. It can express itself in a very natural way. The sun has moved into Scorpio, which I'm going to talk about in a second. I want to go back to Venus. This is going to be much better for interpersonal relationships. I think that globally, we still have some stuff to work through, which we're going to talk about, but on an interpersonal level, having Venus in the sign of Libra 
is going to create harmony in interpersonal relationships, diplomacy, much more sweetness. It's a wonderful time to date, to spend time with other people. Um, Venus is also being aspected by Uranus. So sudden things can happen in relationships. Maybe you suddenly meet somebody. Um, so Venus and Libra overall for each of us on an interpersonal level is very positive. So the sun has moved out of its debilitation point into the sign of Scorpio. And the sun in Scorpio is a great placement. I love seeing this in a birth chart because it offers an individual a lot of opportunity for personal transformation and growth in their life. So I like seeing this placement. It's also with K2. And K2, of course, separates us from the material world. It wants us to see a greater truth working towards liberation or moksha, but it can cut things off and separate us from things. In, con- in relationship to other things happening, so we've got sun with K2, we have a few other things happening astrologically to make me say this, but I think that great truths are going to be revealed. I think that the sun in Scorpio especially with K2, it's going to have this tendency to want to reveal information and also conceal information. So I think that truths are going to be coming out. We're still going to be sorting through things, trying to figure out what is true and what is not true. So this is a great time for you to do your own research. Try not to take everything at face value, um, but shocking realizations are going to start coming out, especially towards the end of the year here. And it's important to... Because once information is released, if it's true, tons of other information from other sources comes out that may not be true. So what is true tends to get lost in the weeds. So I really encourage people to do your own research and be very discerning about what you choose to accept as truth. Very transformative time. I want to say we have Kala Sarpa Yoga from December 31st to March 27th. And if you recall that... Kalasarpa yoga period is it's time serpent yoga. There's typically something that flips with Kalasarpa. So we have that coming up. So whatever is happening now is preparing us for this flip. And I think that there are going to be positive aspects of this flip. I think there are going to be negative aspects of this flip. We'll continue to talk about this. We have plenty of time. This is going to happen on December 31st when we move into that more sensitive zone. So today, as I am talking to you now, it's November 20th, it's 6.40 a.m. here in Austin, Texas. I usually try to have this published at 6. Sometimes I post it at 6 p.m. Sometimes I'm recording in the afternoon. I've been really trying to get this out to you guys at 6 a.m. on the dot today. I'm a little bit late, so thanks for being patient with me. But all of this to say, Jupiter entered Capricorn like hours ago, maybe not even. So Jupiter has entered Capricorn. I love this. It's a huge relief for me. So we've got Venus and Libra, Sun and Scorpio, Jupiter and Capricorn. I'm like, things are going to start looking up, especially on an interpersonal level, I believe. Now, some of you are probably thinking, especially if you know astrology, that Jupiter is debilitated in the sign of Capricorn. But when Jupiter is debilitated in Capricorn and it's sitting with Saturn, this does a lot to mitigate the negative effect of the debilitation. This is almost like a cancellation 
of debilitation because Saturn is in its own sign of Capricorn. It's kind of holding down the house and it can hold down the house for Jupiter. So this is really the best possible time for Jupiter to be in Capricorn. I would much rather have Jupiter and Saturn here than just Jupiter. So this is a powerful time. I've been talking about it a lot. If you've gotten a personal reading with me, I've spoken to you about this time all about personal breakthroughs, overcoming obstacles, and really getting serious and committing to what you want in life. And uh, I just wish that I could talk to each of you and hear how it's affecting your life as an astrologer. And as I watch these transits for myself, it's just so absurd to see how they play out for me. And it's just like, how, oh my gosh, like I'm still baffled by it. I'm like, how does this work? (laughs) But I mean, of course I've been doing this for like eight years and I know that it works, but it's never any less amazing. Um, it's amazing. It's spectacular. So again, I, I wish that I knew how things were working out for you. Um, but maybe you can write me, maybe you can send me an email and let me know what's been going on for you. And we can like have a story time and share or something. So if something really interesting has been happening for you in alignment with the transits, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. I'm sincerely interested. I love hearing from you guys. I love connecting and hearing about your story. So shoot me an email if you feel inclined. So moving on to our full moon. So the full moon will take place on November 30th. And this one's actually pretty special. It's a penumbral eclipse, which means it's a partial eclipse, which I don't think they get enough street cred. It's like we hear partial eclipse, but the total eclipse is when everyone gets really excited. We do have a total eclipse coming up in December, but I don't want us to pass this partial eclipse like it's nothing. And I'm going to talk about the significance of it. The moon is going to be sitting with Rahu. The sun is sitting with Ketu. This is so interesting to me. I've discussed a little bit about the sun with K2 and what that can represent in terms of truth and seeking out information and transformation, sudden transformation and change, high opportunity for spiritual development, letting go, shedding layers like the snake, right? The moon with Rahu. I want to give you a heads up. This can certainly make people feel a little neurotic and a little crazy when it's in transit. But when you see this in people's birth charts, this is an incredible conjunction for being a pioneer, thinking outside of the box, and being able to really achieve really great success. Moon with Rahu, you see a lot in the birth charts of people who have been very successful, very pioneering, very innovative. So it's a powerful conjunction, but when it's in transit like this, again, people can feel a little out of sorts. It's a partial eclipse. So you may experience some of that fragmentation of thought, not being able to think clearly, maybe even being a little confused. There may be intense events happening around you. I really want to warn people, don't begin new activities on an eclipse. If you're wanting to commit to something, if you meet someone special, if you're thinking about starting a business, if you're thinking about writing a book, if you're thinking about doing any of these bigger ventures, hold off. I've learned my lesson 
And it's, it was from an accident. Like I started doing something on an eclipse and I wasn't aware of this. It's bad. So don't start anything new on an eclipse. Always pay attention to when they're happening. But the full moon, right? We're having an eclipse. It's going to be a full moon. It's a powerful time to let things go and release things with this extra boost of energy, thinking about what you can let go of, what you can release, what you don't need in your life. And the sign that the moon is going to be in is in the sign of Taurus. And more specifically, we want to look at the nakshatra and the moon is going to be in Rohini nakshatra. And so if you're unfamiliar, Rohini is the favorite nakshatra of the moon. Rohini is known for being very beautiful and fertile and artistic and intuitive, just this very soft and sweet nakshatra. So when the moon is here, it's fully exalted. Of course, it's also sitting with Rahu. So sudden bursts of insight, having intuitive downloads, being incredibly psychically connected to people around you, events around you, especially if you're already sensitive to these types of things, just have that in the back of your mind because things may be coming up. But going back to that idea of releasing, Rohini is creating a sweet life of creativity once again, intuition can even be spirituality. It's a positive opportunity to focus on what you can release that is keeping you from being the person you want to be and doing the best that you can be. So if you were to want reflection, prompts, like you're wanting to sit down and thinking about what you can focus on for this full moon, maybe asking yourself, when do I feel my best? What activities am I doing when I feel my best? What food am I eating when I feel my best? What drinks am I having when I feel my best? What people am I surrounding myself with when I feel nurtured and heard and understood and empathized with? And when I feel good and sleep at night, Has that ever happened to you where you spend time with somebody or you do an activity, maybe you spend a lot of time in the sun and you go home and you fall asleep and it's like, oh my God, this is the best sleep of my life. Your body is responding to the stimulus you gave it. So maybe your body loved the sunshine. It loved spending time with that person. You feel safe. Your nervous system is relaxed and you fell asleep. Now on the contrary, thinking about the activities that shake you up that keep you from sleeping, the activities that you know you always feel worse when you do, the people who you know when you spend time with them, you can't sleep at night. You're up, you're wondering, you're thinking, you're you know, going over situations in your head. Your body is responding to that stimulus. And sometimes it can be addicting. You know, sometimes there can be a person in our life and we swear up and down that we love them and they're good for us and they're helpful. But then at night we can't sleep. We feel sick. We're like constantly having indigestion or we're constantly feeling like we're insane. You've got to pay attention to that type of stuff. And it's going to be the same with what you're doing, the activities that you're doing. Um, I, I'll share. I used to drink alcohol. I don't drink alcohol anymore. But when I would, 
I would always feel horrible. Like I would not, I would have poor sleep. I would wake up feeling bad. I like my yoga practice would struggle. I would kind of feel guilty. And this is my own personal stuff. You may have a totally different experience. This is my personal experience. And I stopped drinking and I, I don't feel that way anymore. I don't feel the physical, um, the physical aftermath of alcohol. I don't feel the mental aftermath of alcohol. I just feel overall better. And so why would I drink again? So that's kind of something for me. And then of course there are people in my life who I stopped spending time with them and I'm like, oh my God, my body is definitely responding. I'm sleeping better. I'm feeling better. And it takes a lot of strength to be really honest with yourself, but using your physical body and how it responds, you can't hide from that. This is all subconscious stuff. This is energetic stuff. So pay really close attention to your physical response to these different stimulus and write them down, spend time reflecting. And it, again, we've got 10 days, (laughs) so maybe take these 10 days. It may take you longer. This is a pretty, um, intense practice. I think, I think it can take a lot of time to develop a lot of physical awareness to things, but just kind of planting that seed and start paying attention because your body cannot lie to you. It will not lie to you. And it can't, you can't hide from your subconscious. You can't hide from how the energy is moving through your body. So Keep that in mind. And Rohini, or excuse me, the moon in Rohini is also going to be aspected by Jupiter. So it's like a positive support. It's going to be offering you the opportunity to learn and grow, move with grace. So just be preparing to let go of what you're no longer needing. I should also mention with this Venus I was mentioning sudden relationships. It's also being aspected by Saturn and Mars. So, you know, this is, you may meet someone and it may turn into something serious. It may turn into something very passionate. Lots of energy around Venus and relationships in the interpersonal world. Neptune is going to go direct on November 29th. And I started with the traditional Vedic system. I didn't use Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus for years. And so I started using them, um, a while back, but I still don't pay attention to them. Like I pay to the other planets yet. And I was actually getting a massage yesterday and my massage therapist knows that I'm an astrologer and she's like the coolest, like super, super cool. Uh, Leo Sagittarius Aries, just like awesome. Um, And she's like, isn't Neptune going direct soon? And I was like, oh my God, I actually don't know. I can tell you when all of the other planets are going retrograde and direct, but I don't know about Neptune. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Neptune's going direct soon. So for those of you who were wondering, Neptune goes direct on November 29th. And this is especially going to be a big deal for Aquarius ascendant, Aquarius moon, Leo ascendant, Leo moon. This may have been doing something to the relationship. So you may find that relationships become a little bit more directed with this specific transit, keeping in mind, Neptune stays retrograde for about half of the year. This planet retrogrades quite a bit. So just keep that in mind, but Neptune is also in the midpoint between Rahu and Ketu. So this is also why truth may be revealed. Neptune is all about deception and covering up information and not giving the full story. It's something that is not real, but appears real. So this is also why I was saying information may come out, but I also think it's going to be 
at the same time that a lot of misinformation is also being spewed. So really do your research, really pay attention, keep your eyes open and be ready for things to suddenly change and something that you thought was true to not be true. These next two months are going to be a little, um, it's going to be difficult if we choose to give our power away to the media and the government and news sources. And of course, these entities, they have power, you know, like they affect our lives in a real way. And as I always say, watch the news, stay up to date in a respectful and respectful to the people around you and in a way that feels responsible. But try not to spend all of your time watching the news and allowing yourself to get filled with fear. Try to stay really steady and really solid and know that this time is going to pass. And I truly believe that better times are coming, at least more stable times are coming. Which leads me into, we have our Pluto return on, what was it? I think it's like December 30th when Pluto, yeah, December 30th, Pluto is going to enter Capricorn. I talked about this a while back. Pluto had peeked its head into Capricorn and then it went retrograde, went back into Sagittarius. It's coming back into Capricorn again, where it's going to stay for a long time. This is the first Pluto return of the United States and Pluto represents power structures. It represents control, explosiveness. In the United States chart, this is in the second house of finances. So this is also why I've been saying, I think that there are going to be big changes in regards to the economy, the government, how things are ran, power, who's running the place. We're going to see a big change in all of that. And we'll continue to talk about it as the months go on. Giving little mini readings for the signs. If you are an Aries ascendant or an Aries moon, this period is all about huge transformation and money. Jupiter has entered your 10th house of your career. You're going to really start feeling the effects of your hard work where your hard work is paying off, and you may be focusing on money a little bit more, especially around the eclipse. If someone is wanting to borrow money or you're thinking about lending money, now is not the time I recommend holding off. And when I say eclipse, I mean the partial eclipse on November 30th. Um, So I recommend holding off. For you in regards to relationship, this is a really sweet time. You may go on some sweet dates. You may buy flowers for someone. Someone may buy flowers for you, but kind of revel in the sweetness of relationship with Venus being in your seventh house. If you are a Taurus ascendant or a Taurus moon, take such sweet care of yourself on this eclipse. It may feel a little bit intense. You may feel a little scattered. Your thoughts may be a little all over the place, but overall in the long term of things, this is a time for you to gain clarity. So think about what you need to release, what you need to let go of, what layers of yourself you need to shed in order to connect with your true self. So for you, that journaling exercise may be especially important. Jupiter and Saturn being in your ninth house, being in connection with your path, your purpose, and your dharma or mission in life. If you are a Gemini ascendant or a Gemini moon, On November 30th, you may, or around that time, you may experience some sleep disturbances. Some really interesting messages may come through your dreams. So 
Pay close attention to your sleep. This is also a good time for romance with you with Venus being in the fifth house. So again, dating may be really fun. You may suddenly meet someone who you really hit it off with. It may not be a long-term thing, but you may have an opportunity for some really fun flings in this period. Be safe. With Saturn and Jupiter in your eighth house, deep time of transformation and growth, letting go of what you no longer need and working through areas of your life that have been dark and murky and holding you back. So really just releasing those deep subconscious parts of yourself that haven't been helpful, that haven't been supportive of your growth, anything from the past. If you are a cancer ascendant or a cancer moon, hallelujah, Jupiter is in your seventh house. I hope that you feel it. It's been, you know, two hours or whatever for me. (laughs) I don't know if it's psychosomatic or not, but I'm feeling it. I hope that you guys are having a great time with the sun and K2 in the fifth house. So powerful for creative breakthroughs, creating something new, maybe having more spiritual connection to your children. Even of course, with the Jupiter and Saturn in the seventh, having breakthroughs with relationship, but it comes from you. So being in touch with who you are and what you want in your life and creating a life that you love when other people see that they're going to hop on board with you with the moon, with this eclipse, this partial eclipse, I want to keep on saying that because I don't want people to be quote unquote misled, but in this partial eclipse happening on November 30th with the moon in the 11th house, focusing on your long-term goals and what you can release from your life in order to achieve them. Watch out for your friends. They may be a little bit prickly that day. If you are a Leo ascendant or a Leo moon, really a one, like wonderful time for your work, thinking about what you can release from your life so that you can complete these goals in your work, goals in your career. You're going to be working hard for the next, uh, until like April, you're going to be working hard for the next two years, but this period between now and April, I think that you're going to have such great successes in your job, in your career, in what you're creating in the outer world. So thinking now about what you can release and let go of to make that even more beneficial for you. If you are a Virgo ascendant or a Virgo moon, this full moon is a time to think about your path and your purpose and what's holding you back from reaching your spiritual goals. Do you want to meditate every day? Do you want to journal every day? Do yoga every day? And is there anything that's keeping you from that? It's also going to be a really powerful time for your creativity, making powerful connections, meeting powerful people. If you've been wanting to write a book or make some type of creation, now is a really good time for that. Um, People are listening to you. Your voice is very powerful right now. If you are a Libra ascendant or a Libra moon, Venus is on your first house in its own sign. I hope that you are feeling so much relief after having the debilitated sun on your first house for the last month. So very sweet, again, really good time to spoil your partner or spoil yourself, making sure that you're taking part in all the activities that fill your cup. The inner sense of security has probably been shaky for the past couple of months, Now is the time of cultivating inner fortitude. One of my teachers said to me that courage takes practice and 
having a fighting spirit happens with repetition. You practice having a fighting spirit until it becomes part of who you are. And so that's something I think about for Libra right now. So continue having your fighting spirit, continue practicing being courageous. By the end of the cycle, you're going to be such a powerhouse. It's also going to be a powerful time for finances. So keep your finances in check. Notice what's coming in. If you have any abundance mantras, now's a good time to practice them. I think money is going to be rolling in for you. If you are a Scorpio moon or a Scorpio ascendant, super powerful time for transformation. Um, With the sun and K2 being on your ascendant, it's not going to allow you to hide from yourself. So notice what's going on for you, what you're feeling and how you're feeling. Things in your life that you need to change. The full moon slash partial eclipse is going to be taking place in your seventh house of relationships. Are there any relationships that are holding you back or keeping you from really connecting with who you are, stifling who you are, making you not feel valuable? Jupiter and Saturn are going to be sitting in your third house. So you may have been feeling shy for the last couple of months. You are going to start standing out. People are going to start noticing you. If you've been wanting to do anything online or doing any type of publication, super powerful time. If you are a Sagittarius ascendant or a Sagittarius moon, all about the subconscious mind and finances. So, and your home. So you may be moving because we have a direct Mars in the fourth house. that's being aspected by Saturn. You may be thinking about, you know, it's time to move. It's time to change locations. It could be more around inner work. Um, but I'm sensing that you may be contemplating moving or taking a trip of some sort, being safe with that. Of course, Check in with your mother, make sure that your mother is doing okay. But then in these other areas, getting your finances in order in these next couple of months, I think it's going to be so much better for you in regards to your own paycheck, the money that you're making through your efforts and clearing out the psyche. If you haven't done any cord cutting exercises, you may do some cord cutting exercises, releasing yourself from any tethers of the subconscious mind. Like I mentioned, our body holds onto things that we may not be consciously aware of. So pay attention to how you're feeling physically, what helps you feel good physically, what helps you um, feel like you're growing, and then notice what makes you feel bad and start working towards creating a life where your body is responding to the environment well. If you are a Capricorn moon or a Capricorn ascendant, Jupiter has entered your first house. So all about personal breakthroughs and really connecting to who you are and who you're supposed to be really taking ownership of your life. And the more ownership we have of our lives and our actions, and the more connected we feel to an authentic place in ourselves where every action is certain and it comes from this place of knowing the easier all of our relationships are because This conjunction is aspecting the seventh house of relationships. So all of the personal work that you're doing in this time, you're doing it for you and you should be doing it for you, but just know that your relationship with everything in the outside world is going to feel so much easier. If you're not in therapy and you've been considering getting into therapy, I would recommend it because it's such a powerful time for growth and transformation. Having someone help you facilitate that is going to really just like excel that process. Also a really good time for creativity with this full moon 
if things have been holding you back from expressing yourself creatively, maybe being hard on yourself, maybe even not feeling like being creative or having critical thoughts of yourself, noticing if you can release those to let yourself create just because you want to create. If you are an Aquarius ascendant or an Aquarius moon, really good time for your career. The full moon is going to be taking place in your fourth house of your home, of your inner sense of security, of your mother. So you may check in with your mother. There may be some fragmentation in in communication on the day. So just be mindful about that. She may um, be a little bit less predictable in that time around the full moon, but check in with her, have compassion. It's a good time for you to lay low and spend time at home, maybe freshen up the place, do sage, palo santo, give it a nice clearing, light some incense, meditate, really connect to that sound space within yourself. With Saturn and Jupiter in Capricorn, subconscious mind, letting go of things from the past, working through anything. It's also a positive time for you to be in therapy as well. The 12th house is, this is the subconscious mind. So paying attention to your body, paying attention to how you feel, and maybe having a therapist help you facilitate some of that. With Venus being in the ninth house, this period of time is such a positive time to read philosophy, read spiritual texts, maybe listen to talks from your favorite teachers. It's just going to be a sweet time. If you've ever heard of bhakti, it's practicing It's a very specific practice, but it's for the sheer love of connecting to the divine. So you may be having those feelings of love and appreciation come up in your spiritual practice. If you are a Pisces ascendant or a Pisces moon, this is when you're finding out who your friends are and which friends are meant to stay in your life and which friends are meant to leave. It's also a powerful time for having breakthroughs in regards to what you want to do with your life, your long-term goals, what you want to create. Whatever you're doing now, whatever your plans have been, you may find that they change drastically. You may decide that your long-term goals and missions are changing and evolving. So being very present with that and being very intentional with the choices that you make in regards to how they may support your long-term goals. Again, with your friends, you may find your social circle is kind of changing, but the friends that you're making now and the friends that you're connected with now, I think they're going to last a long time. Also in regards to your path or your spiritual practice, be thinking about, has there been anything keeping you from a meditation practice or a yoga practice? And if you're trying to start, maybe agreeing that you'll sit, close your eyes and meditate for 10 seconds a day. So you sit, you close your eyes, 10 seconds, you're done. You may find that over time it starts to grow and change. So don't have huge expectations if you're trying to start something new. Just start with something little. But it's a powerful time to begin a new practice. So if you're feeling inspired, I hope you choose to do that. I hope that these little speed readings were helpful. I hope that you learned something new. If you would like to schedule a full reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. Please follow me on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and on Twitter, astrologynow underscore. I'm hardly ever on Twitter. I should probably stop saying to follow me on Twitter, but I'm there if you want to follow me. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.